Hey, how's everybody doing this week? Um, just so you know, we're not perfect. I just recorded the entire Bible study without turning my microphone on, so we're doing it again. Um, we are in Psalm 120 today. I'm going to read the whole psalm to you, and then we're going to talk about three things really out of it. It says, I took my troubles to the Lord, Psalm 120, verse 1. I cried out to him, and he answered my prayer. Rescue me, O Lord, from liars and from all deceitful people. O deceptive tongue, what will God do to you? How will he increase your punishment? You'll be pierced with sharp arrows and burned with glowing coals. How I suffer in far-off Meshech. It pains me to live in distant Kedar. I'm tired of living among people who hate peace. I search for peace, but when I speak of peace, they want war. Uh, there are three things I really want you to look at. Is Number one, the first thing that this psalm says is that he took his troubles to the Lord. And too many times, I think we find ourselves waiting until all other avenues are exhausted before we take our troubles to the Lord. We go, well, there's nowhere else to go now but to trust God. Well, God wants us to trust him first and to go to him first with our troubles. And I think a lot of times that's not necessarily our first natural reaction. Sometimes it's not mine either. Is we see problems, we see troubles, and we want to do everything in our power to fix them um, because that's, we, we like to be in control. You know, we like to feel like we have some control over what happens. When the best thing that we could do would be to go, go to the Lord first. And if nothing else, ask for wisdom. You know, and let God give wisdom about how to deal with things as they come up. The second thing, it talks about you know, being protected from liars and deceitful people. And then it goes into how God's going to punish deceitful tongues and, and liars. And sometimes um, we don't give God the opportunity to defend us because we're too busy trying to defend ourselves and to make wrong, make all the, the, the ways we've been wronged right. You know, when Moses uh, was attacked in the wilderness by Miriam and, and Aaron, um, they were stirring up the people against him. They were making false accusations. They were, you know, they had a voice. They had a position, and they were causing a lot of damage and, and turmoil amongst the children of Israel. And one of the interesting things to me is that Moses didn't say a word during the whole thing. He didn't defend himself. He didn't accuse him. He didn't try to get everybody on his side. He was just silent. And as that went along, God came and called them to account. And God revealed that Moses was the one who was in the right. And if you're sitting there thinking, that, well, God's never done that for me, maybe it's because we haven't ever given him the opportunity to. We're too busy trying to fix it ourselves instead of allowing God to deal with the sin in others' hearts. It's not my job. I mean, Jesus was pretty clear about that. It's not my job to deal with the sin in everybody else's heart. Now, if you're wrong, can you go to him and, and deal? Yes, you can, and you should. But we also have to understand there are certain things in life that only that, that God needs to deal with. And if you're unsure about that, once again, ask for wisdom. That's one prayer that God says he always answers. It's when we ask for wisdom, he'll give it to us. So, number one, when we have troubles, we go to him first. Number two is when there's deceit, there are lies, there are maybe accusations against us that are, that are wrong, is we want to we check with God first and see... What's the right way? And a lot of times, things are not serious. You know, we, we don't like hearing false things about ourselves, but maybe we need to leave that up to God to deal with. And then the last thing, it talks about peace, and it's kind of the same thing. It says, look, I'm tired of living among people who hate peace. And it talks about whenever I speak for, for peace, they speak for war. You know, 
Sometimes I think people get confused and they think that peace is just this feeling of calm in your life. And that's not the peace that it's talking about. It's talking about peace in between people, in between relationships. Whether in this case, maybe it was a neighboring nation or a neighboring people group. But peace, there, there's peace in, there can be peace in your home, in your marriage, in your family. All those things are, are places where there's opportunities to have peace. Because peace means being in right relationship with one another. And, you know, if, if two spouses, a husband and a wife, get angry with one another, that doesn't mean they're not married. Just like when we do something that offends God, it doesn't mean we're not a believer anymore. We may still have a relationship, but it's not, it, there's division in our relationship. And so it's not peaceful. And just because you've both gotten so angry that you're not talking to one another, that's not peace either. That's, that's just quiet division. Peace means that we're in right relationship with one another. And the reason why the author was tired is because peace takes a lot of effort. It doesn't just happen on its own. You know, sometimes, well, if I just ignore that for a while, it'll go away. Maybe on some small things, but there are a lot of things that the more you ignore it, the worse it gets. And so we have to take the uh, steps ourselves to try to make peace. Jesus didn't say, blessed are the peacekeepers. People that just, well, it's no big deal, and, and they're just quiet, and they move on and accept whatever comes. It says, blessed are the peacemakers. People who make peace go and deal with things that are between one another. And the best way to do that is to focus mainly on your part in the conflict. And almost never is it 100% one person's fault and 0% the other. Now, it might be 90-10, 80-20, 70-30, 60-40, 50-50, whatever. But always try to find a way to own up to and ask forgiveness for your part in the conflict. And maybe you didn't start it, but you responded in a poor manner. So that's the best way to have peace is to, is to take the initiative and to go to that person and try to make that relationship right again. Um, God loves it when his children are living together in unity. It talks about it in lots of different places in the scripture. Um, as a father, I love it when my kids are getting, getting along together. You know, and they're, they're enjoying one another, and they're laughing, and they're, I don't like it when they're in conflict with each other. That's not pleasing to me as a father, and it's not pleasing to our father when we're living in conflict with one another. Now, the Bible also says, as much as you're able, be at peace with one another. There are people out there that you just can't be at peace with, but that doesn't mean that that re re relieves us of the responsibility to do the best we can to live in peace with them. And they may not accept it, they may reject it, but we've done our part. And so we want to we be the ones that take initiative to make peace. And that's an important thing in our lives. It's important between us and God that we keep short accounts. When we've sinned, you know, we still have a relationship with him. But there may be separation in the sense that, you know, well, I don't feel close to God. Sometimes that's because of sin. And we need to reconcile that and ask God to forgive us of that and, then, and confess it and then move on. It does, I'm not talking about salvation. Once you're saved, you're always saved. But that doesn't mean you're always in a right relationship with God. I mean, you're always in relationship with him, but your relationship may not be right because of something that we did. And that same thing's true in our earthly relationships. And it, it is tiring to work for peace because there are all kinds of forces that want to divide us, that want to divide marriages, divide families, divide friends, divide churches. You always have to work to keep peace, to, to make peace. 
amongst the people that are around you and that you love. So read through Psalm 120. Um, and I hope that, uh, uh, you know, if there's someone in your life that you need to make a step towards peace with, that you'll do that today. Um, hope this is an encouragement to you. And uh, we hope to see you Sunday, uh, whether it's online or in person. And God bless.